Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 117. So, fair warning, this is going to be the most boring podcast I think I've ever done. (laughs) So, if anyone's still around, for most of my life, I've been contemptuous of religion. I've been contemptuous of, you know, standard belief. But over time, I think I'm coming to understand how religion is a human necessity. And (laughs) I guess if the word religious wigs you out, then let's just say every person requires an absolute. We all have something that we take on faith. Atheists as much as Catholics, uh, materialists, I guess, as much as Muslims. And, you know, lately I've been noticing that my traditionally religious friends, you know, not spiritual, religious, my religious friends have been much more resilient to being taken over by our new woke religion. It's like they're they're inoculated. <laughs> they seem to be behaving more sensibly. So religion, which I always took as being absurd, is more and more showing in the real world that it has value. And so I'm confused. I recognize that I'm confused. And because of my confusion, I wrote down the best steel man I could for both science and religion. So the first speaker here is the scientist. And the scientist says, you know, quote, I'm going to run an experiment under these predefined, very specific conditions, and I expect X to happen based on my current understanding of how reality functions based on which world, which reality, I think I'm in. And then he runs the experiment and he says, quote, I observed why. And now you can run the same experiment under the same conditions and you should observe the same results. Now, that claim that the scientist makes is falsifiable. If you run the same experiment and you, ob- and you observe why also, That's confirming evidence for his hypothesis. But if you don't observe why, that shows his hypothesis is wrong, right? That's popper, right? This is reality tapping you on the shoulder and telling you there's something you missed. Reality points out a gap in your understanding. And from this ignorance comes new knowledge, Maybe the two experiments weren't run under quite the same conditions. Maybe there's a missing variable that you only noticed because the experiments had different results. Maybe the hypothesis needs to be changed slightly to incorporate this feedback from reality. And then you try, try again. That's progress. It's slow. It's incremental, generally. It's deliberate, It's based in reality, the feedback of reality. It's based in evidence. And if if the lowliest undergraduate runs a proper experiment and gets results that disconfirm the hypothesis of, of a Nobel Prize winner, then reality is correct and the Nobel Prize winner is wrong. 
Reality itself is telling you wrong. And the scientist says to the religious person, he says, your faith, religious guy, (laughs) is the antithesis to all of this. Your claims can't be tested. They can't be replicated. They can't be falsified. They are immune to evidence. Religion isn't built on reality. Religion is built on faith in spite of reality. Religion is built on dogma and authority. It is frozen in time. It can't update. It can't progress. Science is humble. Science never claims certainty. Science never claims to be correct. Science never claims that it is settled. Science only claim is that over time, it will get less wrong. It never claims to have the answer. It claims only to point to the next question. It never claims to have authority. Religion is arrogant. Religion claims certainty. Religion claims to be correct. Religion claims to have the answer. Religion claims authority. Okay, (laughs) so that's what I wrote for science. So then I tried to come up with the best argument I could for religion. The religious person says, I agree with you. I agree with Mr. Science in spots. But your view of what science is, of what the scientific method is, Well, that view is too limited. Your view is too narrow. Let's say you want to learn how reality works in a simple system over a very short time horizon. Great. Run your experiments, your replicable experiments, your double-blind, randomized control trials. But don't pretend that human beings who are infinitely complex and unique Don't pretend that humans are subject to experiments based on this limited form of the scientific method. Don't pretend that human society is subject to your experiments. Can you replicate an experiment that involves a single human being? No. Could you replicate an experiment that involves a million people? No, of course not. There are too many variables. You can't hope to understand every variable. You cannot hope to control every variable. Can you run your experiments over 20 human generations? No, it's impossible. We have to leave these experiments, these infinitely complex experiments, to reality herself, to God, to the God of nature or nature. Use use whatever term makes you feel comfortable. But only reality can run experiments over the generations, across time, across cultures, across societies. That is the scientific method writ large, far beyond the the artificial limited scope of your laboratory. The experiments of reality aren't perfect. They're not controlled. They're not replicable. But... (laughs) In an infinitely complex, dynamic universe that contains infinitely complex societies of infinitely complex human beings, they're the best we got. So accepting the feedback of these experiments, which were run by reality herself, that is the true humility. 
the feedback is incomplete. It's frustratingly, infuriatingly vague. Yet, we see the same values emerge in human beings and in human societies across time, across cultures. And it is humility that accepts those values as necessary for human flourishing. It is humility that accepts those values as being in sync with reality herself. So, Mr. Scientist, you claim that I believe blindly, dogmatically. That's the opposite of the truth. I trust the evidence of a hundred experiments run over thousands of years. I trust what's worked. (laughs) I trust that the values that have emerged from these experiments run by reality herself, are robust. Those values have survived the ultimate test, the test of time. The problem, Mr. Scientist, is that you trust only the new. And the new, well, it's untested. It's fragile. Your own experiments often don't replicate. Your your results are corrupted by publishing pressure, and your peer review process is corrupted by citation rings. Your results are untested by time. Your results are untested by reality. Your results only work in the sterile laboratory under tightly controlled conditions. But reality isn't sterile. Reality is not controlled. Reality is infinitely, irreducibly complex. And so, yeah, simple Bounded experiments may work in the realm of chemistry and physics, but not in the realm of human beings. It is your science that is arrogant. It is your science that claims it can answer questions beyond its scope. Your science works in a little, tiny, simple, controlled corner of reality, and you boast it can answer every question everywhere. That's arrogant. Religion is humble. Religion does not presume to know everything. It just keeps doing what's worked. It accepts reality as as messy, as complex. It submits to reality. It follows the rules of reality. You, you reduce reality to a model. And when reality doesn't conform to your model's predictions... You blame reality. You cover the territory with your map, and you have the arrogance to claim that the map is the territory. Our magisteria do not overlap. I gladly concede you much territory. When I have an engineering problem, I will come to you. When I want to build a bridge, I will come to you. But when you try to extend your authority into the realm of humans, of human interaction, of human society, of human flourishing, I say no. When you try to extend your method into the realm of the irreducibly complex, where where reality is impervious to randomized control trials and replicable experiments, I say no. I say that is when you cross the line into arrogance. You are descending into arrogance. That's the arrogance that built the Tower of Babel. That's the arrogance. That is the utopian, 
rationalist arrogance that led to the gulags and the great leap forward. In the realm of Caesar, I render onto Caesar. But in the realm of God, I render onto God. Okay, (laughs) that's it. I'll catch you later.